Thank you for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. Today, I just wanted to send a message of encouragement, people who are struggling with any type of sin. Um, I always specifically talk about homosexuality and things of the like, uh, sexual sin, um, because that's my testimony. And so if God is calling you out of homosexuality into something greater um, that he has for your life, which is calling all of us out of homosexuality, I hope that my podcasts are encouraging to you. I hope that they bless you. And so today I want to talk to you a little bit on uh, Romans chapter eight. This really, really, really blessed my life. God has me in the book of Romans very heavily right now. Um, and I would, I, sorry, and I want to share that with you. So Romans chapter eight, verse one. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. He did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the spirit. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things, but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your minds leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's law and it never will. That's why those who are still under the control of their sinful nature can never please God. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the spirit if you have the spirit of God living in you. Anyone who has professed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and given their life over to the Lord has the spirit of God within them. But the enemy doesn't want us to fully grasp that. He doesn't want us to fully understand the scale or the magnitude of that decision that we made. If the enemy let us uncover the depthness, the power of of what it means to have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you, then we would be unstoppable. You would be unstoppable if you truly understood the authority that you have over the tactics of the enemy. If you truly understood the power that is in you because Christ Jesus went to the cross for your sins. All the stuff that you have done, all the stuff that you might be doing, all the stuff that you're going to do, Christ Jesus already paid that price. And so now you were in right standing with the father and the father says, you know what, baby girl, all that stuff is forgiven. All that stuff is washed under the blood. So stand up, pick your head up, stop, stop feeling defeated. Stop letting the enemy condemn you and reminding you of all the stuff that you've done, reminding you of, of 
of that, that, that part of your flesh that wants to do sinful things. The enemy wants to magnify your flesh. Your flesh is opposed to God. Your flesh wants everything in this world, but God, your flesh is hostile to God. Imagine someone being hostile, let's say to the police. Someone being hostile to the police is totally opposed, right? They are like, I'm coming in here with, uh, uh, what are they called? Uh, Molov cocktails? I don't know. You, you make the little, uh, whatever. You light them on fire, right? And you throw them. Like, they're going in there with gas masks, and they're like, oh, we're coming at you strong. Like, it is a riot, a full-on, just, it is just like World War Three, Right? And, and if the enemy just tries to come at us so hard, tries to beat us down, have you ever noticed that when you try to get closer to God, the enemy attacks you harder? When you try to actually make a consistent habit of reading your Bible, all of a sudden you just get sleepy and you just want to take naps, right? All of a sudden uh, you just start to get a little busy and you're like, man, I don't really have the time. Or all of a sudden your mind starts going left field and you're just like, oh my gosh, I feel like such a horrible person. I don't even want to read my Bible because I feel like such a sinner. I feel like I, I feel like like such a filthy person and we just kind of shy away from the things of God because we feel, right? We feel worthless. We feel unloved. We feel unworthy to come to the throne room of God because of our flesh. But God says, wait a second, wait a second. If you are in me, I am in you. You do not live by your sinful nature anymore, right? You have to make you have to make a choice. You have to make a choice every minute of every day to say, you know what, who am I going to serve in this moment? A thought just came through my mind and it is not holy. Who am I going to serve? Am I going to serve my flesh and go with that thought, say that thing, pick up that phone, right? Play with that thought in my mind and just have this little uh, uh, movie reel going through my mind of things that I should not be thinking about. Am I going to gratify the flesh or am I going to say, you know what, I'm going to turn to the spirit of God. I'm going to think on the things of God and I'm going to let God uh, uh, be God in my life and not give room for the enemy to take more ground in my life. The enemy wants full ground in your life. He wants territory over every area of your life. And so we have these two things fighting each other, right? We have the spirit of God that's like, all right, come on, let's do this. I'm going to take over. But then we have the enemy that's like, no way. Like, I want this person. I want this I want this man of God. I want this woman of God. I don't want them to just uh, understand the things of God. I don't want them to be, uh, to, to break free from the sin patterns in, of, of their life. I don't want that to happen, right? And so every decision we make, something is gaining ground. Either God is gaining more ground in our life or the enemy is gaining more ground in our life. And we get frustrated with that battle. We get frustrated with that back and forth. So what do we do in those moments of frustration? And I've said this before, but many people do not take heed to this word and actually consistently apply it because we get tired, we get frustrated, we get bored, we want the quick fix. When the enemy comes to steal 
from your life, to kill the dreams that God put on the inside of you, to destroy your future as a woman of God, as a man of God. When the enemy tries to come and take ground, you have to stand your ground. What does that look like? You need to have some worship. When the enemy starts to come in like a flood in my life, I will get up, I will put on worship music, and I will worship God until that thing breaks free. I will I will praise God. I will sit there and sing over and over again. I will get into that worship music until all of a sudden I feel like worshiping. Because in the beginning, you don't. You're frustrated. You're upset. And the last thing you want to do is raise your hands and worship God. But if we continue to push through that, push through, there will be a moment where you feel that breakthrough, where you feel that thing kind of, kind of break. And you're just like, okay, I'm in that sweet spot with God. You have to do your part. If you worship God, if you spend time reading the word and just say, God, give me understanding of what I'm reading. Give me just insight into this stuff. Help me to, 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 um, allow your word to be poured into every part of me so that when I get to these areas in my life where I start to struggle, your word comes straight to my mind and I'm able to declare your word over what the enemy is saying. Right. And so we need to do that way more in our lives. And some of us, we struggle with even in our dream time, right? When, when we are in bed, we're going to sleep. We struggle in our thought life as we're sleeping, as we're dreaming, the enemy will come in and he will put things into our minds. And, and this is an area where we are very vulnerable because we're asleep. So maybe we need to do something different. Put on worship music as you sleep. It doesn't need to be blaring but turn it on, turn it on low. Pray before you go to sleep. Spend time worshiping him, praying the spirit before you go to sleep. I'm not saying sit, do that for like, you know, an hour and a half before you go to sleep, but can you give him 10 minutes? God doesn't need an hour and a half. He can move in your life. He can, he can send angels and dispatch angels to cover you and, and, and kick the enemy out. If you just spend some time with him, I was, um, I had the opportunity, I wanted to keep this short, but uh, I had the opportunity to listen to T.D. Jakes today. He was a guest speaker at our church, and it was absolutely phenomenal. He spoke about how um, when the when, when Jesus was at the bottom of the boat and the disciples were on the boat and the, 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 the storm was coming and uh, the, the, it was windy and the waves were tossing it all around and they were getting scared and they were getting worried. And they were like, Jesus, what's going on? Like, you're up here. You're down here asleep when all hell is breaking loose. Something that he said really, really stuck with me. When the disciples came and said, hey, we're scared, right? We need help. Jesus got up and handled it. Do you take the time in your life when you are struggling to say, God, I need you to handle it. I'm going to give you two minutes, God. I'm, I may be at work. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to give you two or three minutes. I'm going to, I'm going to just pray to you. I'm just going to worship you for one song, whatever it is, but I'm going to call out to you. Do you call out to God when you're struggling or do you just ignore it and kind of hope that it goes away? You just kind of 
cover it up with a blanket, even though it's still there. And you're like, well, I'm going to cover it with Netflix and ignore it and hope that it goes away. You will not receive the breakthrough that you are wanting if you do not put in the work that it takes. God can do it. He can do it. But he wants you to be an active participant. This is your life. You have the free will to say yes to God or no to God. You have free will to say, I want to live for God or I do not want to live for God. So if you want to live for God, you got to do just that. If you want to live for God, You have to actually spend time getting to know him, spend time worshiping him, spend time getting understanding and wisdom from him through reading the word of God, right? But we want this stuff free without having to do the work. We want the breakthrough without having to put in any of the work. People say, well, Jessica, man, people look at me and they're, they're just like, I want what you have. I'm like, I want like, I want more breakthrough in several areas of my life. I want more freedom in several areas of my life. And the areas that you do see breakthrough, the areas that you're looking at and you're just like, man, I want that. Let me tell you something. I had to go through hell and high water to get here. I I had to cry to get here. I had to die to myself to get here. I had to die to my flesh to get here. I had to tell my flesh, no, you got to go. I had to, in the midst of, 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 of my flesh saying, Let's do this. Let's go this way. I had to literally say, Jesus, I worship you. Jesus, I thank you. Father God, I praise you in the midst of this. Father God, although my flesh wants to give in, although my flesh desires sin, Father God, I'm choosing to worship you. I'm choosing to follow you. I'm choosing to, to, to call my flesh to die to all of this stuff, Father God, because I want to live for you. I want to emulate your son. We have to do what we got to do to get what we want. Laziness is not going to cut it. It's not going to cut it anymore. So I encourage you to really apply something that you've learned. Stop listening to stuff and not applying stuff. Stop listening to stuff and just getting like this quick like um, edification and you get real hyped about it. And then two hours later, you're back to square one because you aren't doing any of the work. This laziness in our Christian faith has got to go. It's got to go. What are you going to do in order to help yourself get to where you need to be? God is there. He's calling you, but it's not going to be easy. You want to understand some stuff that's really confusing in your life? Spend time with him. Spend time with him. He knows exactly what's going on. And he knows how to, he knows how to fix the stuff that needs to be fixed. But you have to trust him in his way of doing it, even when you don't get it, even when it's frustrating. So I encourage you in that. Thank you so much for tuning in to The Victory is Greater Than the Struggle, an ex-lesbian podcast with myself, your host, Jessica Newsom. If you're checking me out on YouTube, please subscribe down there, okay, and share it. Share it somewhere, all right? And if you're checking me out on podcasts, please rate and review. I absolutely love you guys, and I'll see you next time. Bye.